Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Happy Friday. Welcome back to the podcast. We're super, super excited about this week's episode. Um, I know we say that literally every single week, but we're just really excited to be here. <laughs> we always just have such good ideas when it comes to what we want to talk about. But no, this is one that I am I actually am really excited to talk about because I feel like for at least myself personally, um, it's something I've really had to kind of reevaluate in terms of now that I have a baby, like finding balance in my fitness journey is something I'm real time dealing with right now. So I'm excited to talk about this topic. Is there anything you want to say before we just get going on it, Avery? Um, I think that this is just really pertinent to everyone. Like it might not be something that you feel like, you know, in the beginning of your fitness journey, maybe you didn't really think about it, but I think a lot of times, especially like as people kind of get deeper into like really achieving their goals it becomes obvious that like you're going to have to communicate with your family and you're going to have to think about your work life and you know, like your other, your other goals in life besides just health and fitness. Um, because ultimately it's all, it's all connected. So it's important to still be able to have a good balance between everything and not feel like your life is just fitness and, and the gym, which I was literally journaling last night and I was writing because something I've been trying to work on is like finding more hobbies and stuff outside of the gym and I was just writing, I was like, I feel like all I think about is like the gym and like work. And I was like, that's not good. Like I need to have other outlets that aren't just that. So that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm at. I feel like for a lot of people, it might look like for you and for a lot of people, it might look more like, you know, how can I fit in my health and fitness into like spending time with my family or getting my work done. You know what I mean? So it's going to look different for everyone, yeah. but oh, hundred percent. Yeah. For where you're at in life. Like I said, obviously I have a newborn. So like navigating that balance is going to be something, like I said, I'm, I'm dealing with real time and yours is more your fitness journey and navigating the other things into it. So yeah, it's cool how it can look different for every single person, but we're going to give tips on all of those things. So first thing we want to kind of talk about is just defining balance in the sense of like having balance within your lifestyle. Um, so really kind of like the definition of balance that we're speaking on here is being able to consciously and proactively manage different aspects of your life, you know, to ensure that everything kind of harmonizes really well together. Um, I want to say, so you have good balance, but I'm defining balance. <laughs> um, but essentially just making sure that you're, you have like that overall well-being and contentment in all areas and all aspects of your life. Um, and there's a lot of different things that go into creating this. It's not, you know, something that you're just going to be able to be like, okay, boom, like I have this figured out, like it's ever changing. Um, there's seasons of life that you're going to be dealing with. Like I just said a month mm -hmm. ago, I didn't have a baby and now I do. So that's a huge season of life that I'm having to navigate balance for. So How old is asked, is she a month or is she like five weeks? She's six weeks on six Friday. Weeks. Like, yes. So that is really so crazy. I feel like you just were just but, yeah. I, know, I literally I'm like six weeks of pregnancy is so much slower than six weeks of having a newborn because I just like don't even have time to go to the bathroom by myself and like take a shower anymore. So I'm like, hey, Charlie, I have to go take a shit. Can you watch the kid for five minutes? <laughs> like never in my life did I think I'd have to like plan that out. But here we are. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we have kind of a couple different like subcategories within this episode. So, um, we'll talk about like family and relationships, work, lots of different things, but we kind of want to start with just setting clear boundaries and priorities, which is just important in any area of your life that you're trying to find balance. 
Um, and like I said in the beginning, I think this is definitely something where people don't really necessarily think about it. And then they start to realize like, oh, there's people in my life who might not understand, you know, the health and fitness journey I'm on, or they not, might not understand like why I'm tracking macros or why we need to go to the gym, whatever. Um, so just communicating those boundaries with other people and like having those boundaries for yourself too is really important. So um, just establishing clear guidelines, limits, personal rules that you want to define how you engage with others, how you manage your time, your energy, your emotions, um, just basically protecting your well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, um, and your goals. Because a lot of times people can kind of put their goals on the back burner to, you know, please other people or they put work before or whatever it might be. So just kind of creating those like clear boundaries for yourself is really, really important. A hundred percent. And I think for probably most of our listeners on this podcast, it's probably more so that, like you just said, um, trying to figure out how can you prioritize your fitness journey in your life already? Because obviously we work with a lot of beginners and people who are really just getting started on their health and fitness journey. So I feel like there's, yeah, we're going to give you guys a lot of really good tips throughout this episode on like how you can incorporate more fitness into your life in the balance that you already have. But, um, yeah, definitely. Um, so when it comes to just like setting boundaries, setting priorities, that's going to involve a lot of communication on your end, which I know for me, that was something I used to really struggle with in terms of, um, which I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but like not being afraid to say no to things. Like, you know, I was really someone who used to overcommit and say yes to everything and feel like I had to do all of these things and it's okay to say no, like, and set those, those, um, kind of priorities for yourself and those boundaries for yourself, but that's going to involve a lot of communication on your end and being able to have those hard conversations, um, whether it be with your husband, if you're listening to this, like, Hey, you know, you got to watch the kids for a sec. Like I need an hour to myself today to go get my workout in or whatever it may be, but not being afraid to have those conversations. It's, it's something that's, I know for me, I've overcome a lot of that. I was really scared to like hurt people's feelings or step on people's toes, but your health, your well-being is just as important as anybody else around you. If not, it should be your main priority because you're not going to be able to show up for those people around you unless you're, you know, filling up your cup first. So making that a priority is going to be really big. So um, in terms of the communication, that's something that I, like I said, I've had to overcome. Um, one, I know you always talk about Avery is like planning your workout into your day as like an appointment, right? Yeah. So that's another, I think a big thing when it comes into like boundaries and priorities is is actually time blocking or organizing your schedule, doing like basically just planning ahead to make sure that you're fitting in your priorities within your other obligations, whether it's time to work out, time to go on a walk, time to meal prep, whatever it is. Um, building that into your schedule is so important. And also putting that in your schedule as something that's just as important as like a meeting or showing up for a shift at work or going to a class, whatever it is. Um, because I think a lot of times people with, you know, finding time to work out or cook or whatever it is, they're kind of like, oh, I'll just find time to do it. Like it'll just happen. Um, and like so that might work out for some people, but for the majority of people, like you're busy, you have other commitments. Um, so if you're not actually scheduling in your workouts or whatever it is that you need to get done for yourself, it likely is not going to happen. Um, but if you can actually schedule that in and, you know, say, okay, I'm going to do it between this meeting and this meeting or on my lunch break, and then communicate that with the people around you, like, Hey, you know, talk to your husband, boyfriend, whatever it is. Like, I want to spend like an hour on Sunday night cooking. Could you like watch the kids or just, Hey, like, this is when I'm going to do this. Does this work for you? Like, you know, whatever it might be. Um, that can be so helpful. And that way, like everyone's, everyone's in the loop. Um, 
Yeah. And something that we just talked about on Monday, and I know you've said this before and we've, you know, had to explain this to clients, but there's like a difference between saying like, oh, I hope I'm going to be good this week and saying like, I am going to be good this week. And we literally just said this in the group chat on Monday. Like usually it's like, oh, what are the goals? What do we want to achieve this week? Instead, what are we going to achieve this week? Like I'm, you know, we're done with the hoping and the wishing, like, let's, let's talk about what we're actually going to do. Because like you said, like, it's easy to just say, oh, I'm going to fit this in when I have free time. No. When are we going to make the time for this? Like, when can we plan this into our day and treat it just as important, like you said, as, as a meeting or an appointment. And that's something I see all the time in client check-ins. Like if someone is, you know, kind of telling me like they had an off week or they just, you know, they just didn't get their shit done. You know, they're like, I really hope this week goes better. I'm like, I hope it goes better too, but like, how are you going to make that happen? Like, you know, I, okay, that's great. Like, I'm glad that you hope it's going to go better, but like, what are the things that you can do that maybe you didn't do last week that are going to actually make it go better? Um, because, you know, you can reflect on that week, like, okay, this isn't, this, this week didn't work out because of X, Y, Z. So now I can kind of implement those things. Maybe it's putting things in your calendar. Maybe it's communicating, you know, maybe it's like limiting distractions around you to, actually have those things happen. Um, so yeah, I think time management is a really, really big one. Um, you know, setting reminders on your phone, using a planner lists, um, and also planning in that time of like, okay, you know, after X time of the day, like I'm, I'm off the clock, I'm not going to work. I'm going to, I'm going to give myself time to relax, giving yourself a bedtime. Um, I think that's just as important as like planning those productive times. Cause I know for a lot of people, it can be like, I just, I'm so busy with work. I just, I forgot to eat. I don't have time to eat. Or like all of a sudden it was, you know, midnight and I was just on my computer for the whole evening. And then I can't go to bed because I'm thinking about work. So also planning in those times of like, this is when I'm going to be done working or, you know, I have an hour to work out and that's all the time I have. So whatever I get done in an hour is what I get done. And then I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be done. So um, I think that's also really, really important. Well, and it plays into like what I said, like you, you can't expect to show up as your best self if you're not pouring into yourself. It's like, you know, you can't pour from an empty glass. We hear that saying all the time. What does that actually mean? It means we need to take the times that the things that are important to us and take the time to do those things, because I can't be the best mom that I can be if I'm not, you know, prioritizing myself and my mental health. I'm not going to be the best worker that I can be if I'm not prioritizing myself and my mental health and my physical health too. Like the more you focus on yourself, the better you are. Like people think, oh, I can't take time away from all these other things I have going on. I'm already so busy, but no, I promise you, like you're not, you're actually creating more just overall balance and like, you'll be able to pour into people better when you can take that time for yourself. Yeah. And I think also just creating some time to like reflect on what's going well, like what's working well and what's not. So I think that's another really awesome thing about having a coach. And even if you don't have a coach, you can still do this is that there's like a structured time to, you know, reflect and, you know, go through a check-in form and ask yourself the questions of like, what went well this week? How did I, did I actually hit all my workouts? Did I get hit my step goal? Whatever it is. Um, so having that reflection time for yourself, maybe at the end of the week of like, okay, you know, I did a really good job, like getting in a walk every day, but I didn't actually, you know, I ate, I ate out a bunch or whatever it is. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing my daily walk, but I'm going to spend a little bit more time like cooking at home or whatever it is. So kind of constantly making those adjustments or making, make like reflecting and adjusting, um, because, you know, everyone's season of life is also going to indicate or dictate kind of what's going to work and what's not. So exactly, yeah, like I said, what I did six weeks ago is not what's going to work for me now. Like, and that's just in a short period of time, a major life event, you know? Yep. 
Um, okay. So diving into like family and relationships and how to balance that in your health and fitness journey. So like I said, when we were just talking about like setting clear boundaries, it's really important to communicate your goals with your friends and family members. Um, a lot of the times they might not understand it. Um, if they're not, you know, into their health and fitness on their own, they might not understand it. They might think it's silly. They might think what you're doing just doesn't really make sense, but communicating those goals and the importance of those goals is really important in just any relationship or to your family. Um, while you're communicating that, maybe educating them on like the positive impact that it has on you, maybe encourage them to express gratitude and, you know, their, you know, encourage their support and all that I think is really important as well. Um, if, you know, you can tell somebody like, Hey, like this is really important to me and hopefully they understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think a big challenge with this is that a lot of times they may not understand, even if they are super supportive like yes I want I I want you to have time to go to the gym or whatever it is they might not understand like why why you're doing that or what you know even if you're really clear of like this you know I'm working with a coach because I really want to lose weight or I want to just have someone hold me accountable whatever it is they might not understand like well why can't you just do that on your own or like I don't understand why you have to track your food to do this or like why we can't go out to eat or you know, why you have to go to the gym four times a week. Like I, you know, even if they are really supportive. So I think that educating them can also be helpful if that's something that they're willing to do. And hopefully they are of like, well, let me tell you a little bit about like what I've learned in terms of what my body needs or, you know, kind of why the things that I'm going to, why the things I'm doing are going to help me reach my goals. I think that could be helpful. Um, I feel like it's a little bit easier to support someone if you have at least a basic understanding of like why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so I think that can be that can be really helpful. Cause I think a lot of times if one person in a relationship is kind of on this health and fitness journey, their partner or their friends or their family might not actually understand like, okay, we understand you're on this journey and these things are important to you, but we don't understand like wh why do you have to weigh your food on a scale or like yeah. put all your food into an app? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that. So if you can kind of give them a basic crash course into like what you're doing um, and also kind of explain to them, like, this is something that's hopefully like not restrictive. It's not, you know, it's not like an obsessive thing. You know, this is something that's actually really helpful for me. Um, that can also be kind of a good way to go about it. Um, and then also just making sure that you're still like prioritizing your, your friends and family, um, you know, making it clear to them, like, yes, I do need to go to the gym. So I can't, I can't hang out at this time, but like, let's hang out later. Or let's hang out this weekend. Um, or maybe involving them in your goals. Like, oh, I have to, I, mean, I was going to take a walk today. Like, do you want to come? Um, stuff like that, I think can be really important because I think it is easy for people to kind of maybe feel neglected or like you're maybe putting your goals before them or that your goals are more important than spending time with them. So still making sure that you're showing them that like, you know, your relationship with them is important. Sure. And I love the involving them in your health and fitness journey. Like you said, inviting them to go on a walk or go to the gym with you or whatever the physical activity is. I love this too. In the aspect of like having children, I think, you know, I've always said this, but like, whether you like it or not, you are probably the role model for your kid. They're looking up to you. They're watching what you're doing, whether you want them to or not. Kids are a lot smarter than we think they are, but involving them. I think that that is so important as a parent to involve our kids, especially in this day and age, like 
sicknesses and diseases are so much more prevalent than they used to be. I mean, like heart disease is literally the leading cause of death in the United States. Um, and those numbers are only rising. So involving our kids and showing them what it's like to live a healthy lifestyle, I think is so important. Get them involved in the cooking, get them involved in the grocery shopping, say, Hey, let's go to the grocery store. I want you to pick out some fun foods or some fun fruits, and then we can go home and cook them together. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's not only good just for them to see it's also great for you and your goals and involving them is is really really important and I think that that's something that um it's really cool to see when we bring on especially like moms that we work with when you can see like I know we have one client specifically her daughter literally like works out with her it's the cutest yeah no I I think if if we're talking about the same person she actually messaged me I think it was Monday night and she was like I really didn't want to work out like I was just not motivated I really didn't want to do it and then her daughter was like, no, come on, mom. Her daughter's probably like six. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come on, mom, like you can do it. Like I'll work out with you. And like, she sent me a picture of her daughter, like holding a dumbbell. And I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm so glad that she's supportive, but also like she's supportive because she's seen you over the years, like work out consistently and eat more food and go on walks. And so if she didn't have that as an example, she wouldn't be saying those things. If it was just all of a sudden out of the blue, you're like, I need to work out. She'd probably be like, you know, why? Or like, you've never done that before, but she's seen you consistently go out into the garage and get a workout in. And so now she's like, Oh, you know, this is something my mom does and I'm going to support her with it. I'm going to do it with her. So Um, that's just like a, such a clear example of like how much of a role model you are for your kids, whether or not it's like a good role model or not. Um, but yeah. No, it's so true. And they get to grow up seeing that and they get to, you know, like I've always tell people, like when I talk on calls, it's like some of the the things that I believed were normal were just because I grew up seeing those things, you know, whether it was like restrictive diets or whatever. Um, You know, my mom actually used to be like a part owner of a weight loss center. And she used to tell me that like the diets they used to put people on. And she's looking back now, like, holy shit, why did we do that? Like they were putting people on like 400 calorie diets for the day and they were like losing hair. (laughs) So her even looking back, she's like, wow, we, we like, the science has come so far. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, one of those things too, like your kids are going to pick up on your habits and the way that they grow up and the, the adults that they become, like it's shaped by you. So you have the opportunity to be a really great role model for them. And so I think it's really great to involve your, your friends, your family, your children. Um, yeah. I think that that's such a positive thing. Yeah. And I think still with, with friends and family, like setting kind of those boundaries with them in terms of like, Hey, you know, this is something I'm starting. So I know right now we're going out to eat like four or five times a week, but you know, I'm going to have to pull back on that. And like, I want to, I just want to know how, how you feel about that. Cause maybe they'll, they'll feel sad about that or whatever it is, or, you know, making sure that like your untracked meal is with, you know, your significant other so that you feel like you can still kind of have these date nights or whatever it is that's important to, to both of you. Um, but I think also just kind of being clear about like some of these things, like these things that we do together might have to change or like you know, you might not be able to accept every invitation and that's okay. Um, but just kind of being open about also setting boundaries with, within your relationships and your family and, and kind of offering up a a different option. If someone invites you to dinner and that's not something you can do that day, like maybe like, like, let's go on, go get a coffee or like, let's go on a hike this weekend or whatever it is. So. 
Yeah. So I think that's kind of, we kind of already touched on these as well. Just setting a positive example, keeping those lines of communication open, like Avery just said, um, you know, ask them how they feel about things, share your progress, your challenges. Um, if you're making changes and stuff, just sharing more about your, your life may even open them up to getting healthy as well. I, we've had many, many clients whose husbands had started to focus on their health because they were really getting into it. So I think that that's so cool. Um, and then also supporting them in their goals and their own pursuits, I think is important because you can't expect them to support you if you're not supporting them in their endeavors. So that's okay. really important as well. So kind of moving on, diving into balancing social events with your health and fitness journey. Do you want to kick this off? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing here, at least that I tell my clients is just planning ahead, which I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. So, you know, there's going to be those things that come up that are kind of non negotiables. You have to go to a wedding or you have family coming to town or it's the holidays, whatever it is. So planning ahead is so, so huge. Um, Looking at your calendar, just seeing if you have any big events coming up, kind of knowing in advance that those things are going to happen is going to allow you to plan better. So like, okay, I have this, you know, party that I have to go to at the end of the week. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, during the week I'm hitting all my, checking all my boxes, getting my workouts done. And then maybe I'll take an untracked meal or maybe like, I can see, look at the menu of the restaurant I'm going to ahead of time and kind of try to plan around that. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why people kind of like, oh, I'm going to, it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be good or I'm going to whatever. And then it doesn't work out is because they they just failed to plan ahead. Um, And so they kind of are just going in blind and then they kind of are just like, oh, this is too hard. So I'm just going to kind of say, fuck it and just overindulge or whatever it is. Yeah. It's that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah. We still don't know who said that, but someone important. Yeah, someone important, yeah. <laughs> um, Avery said this earlier, but like not every event requires your attendance. Like you don't have to feel pressure to overcommit to everything. Like it's okay to say no. Um, you know, we're such advocates on protecting your mental health and your mental energy. Like if you're overexerted between work, life, family, all of the things, like it's okay to say no. And like you don't have to make up an excuse, you guys. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to tell this person I have this going on, even though it's completely made up. Like, it's okay to be like, hey, I'm tapped out. Like, I, I need a break. Um, and people should understand that. I think that we've all been there and we all know, like, it, it's okay to say no. You do not have to say yes to everything. Yeah, or even just saying like, hey, like, thank you so much for the invitation. My plate is really full right now or my plate is as full as I can manage. So I'm going to have to say no, but um, again, thank you so much for, for reaching out or whatever it is, like just showing your gratitude that that person invited you or whatever it was. Um, but like just having enough on your plate is a reason you don't have to have an event at that same time that you're busy. Like you can just be like tonight, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Like that's what I want to do tonight. So, um, and kind of going with what Avery said in terms of like planning ahead, but est- establishing those boundaries for yourself when you're attending those events. So like maybe deciding an event or in advance, like how many drinks am I going to have or what am I comfortable with? And like, try your best to stick to your limits. Um, you know, that's all part of planning ahead. And like we said, that that planning for success, like Avery said, that the main reason why people fall off track is because they're not planning ahead. Um, and it really doesn't take that much time to plan ahead. Um, but along with that, like be mindful, but also enjoy yourself. Like it's okay to stay present and be mindful during your events, but just be aware of how drinks are making you feel or certain foods are making you feel like listen to your body and adjust as you need. Yeah. I think just going in with a plan is important and like 
just trying your very best to kind of stick to it is, is really important. Also just thinking about what you do for like in the beginning of the day, if you have an event that you're going to like making sure that you're not going to that event, like super, super hungry, like making sure you've had food throughout the, the beginning of the day and you know, you're well hydrated. Maybe you got a workout in stuff like that. For sure. And also kind of along those lines, it's easy to get in that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to a barbecue tonight. I'm not going to eat all day until I get to that barbecue because I want to save all my macros for that. Like you should still be eating throughout the day, you guys. Like that's important too. So I know that I used to really, when I was tracking macros, like I got in that mindset a lot, like, oh, I'm going somewhere tonight. So I'm literally not going to eat anything today because I want to save all of my calories and all of my macros for tonight. And I'd be like starving throughout the day. Um, That's not a good relationship with food. Like you, you should still allow yourself to eat throughout the day too. And then you're just going to end up overdoing it. So yeah, been there, done that. And then you feel sick to your stomach and then you get really guilty and then you start restricting the next day. It's just not a fun cycle. No. Okay. So diving into balancing work life with your fitness goals. Do you want to go ahead and kick this one off? I feel like this can be at least kind of based on my work with clients. I feel like this can be one of the biggest ones. Like um, especially if someone is maybe they're not in a relationship, they don't live with family, they live by themselves, they're single. Um, even if they're not, like I think this can be a really big one because I think a lot of times people just put work above like before themselves, which I understand because it's like this is how you make a living, this is how you support yourself financially. Um, but ultimately, like your life can't just be work. Um, it's gonna just go downhill really quickly. And I think a lot of times people just don't really recognize that like all they do is work and then they go home and then, you know, on the weekends, they kind of go balls to the wall because they're so stressed about work. So making sure that, you know, like I said in the beginning, just like you're planning out, like when your meetings are, or when you have an event for work or whatever it is, when you have to show up for a shift, you're also doing the same thing for your workouts or your downtime or whatever it is. Um, Because you're not going to be able to perform your best at work if you're just constantly stressed or you're constantly thinking about work, you're going to get burned out so quickly. And I think also just, you know, hopefully finding a work environment, which I know this is a lot easier said than done. Like you might be like, you can't find another work environment or like you have to stay at this job for whatever reason. Um, but trying your best to also take a look at like your work-life balance and just what your job entails and asking yourself like, okay, is this a healthy environment for me? Is this, am I surrounded by a positive community of coworkers or whatever it is? And like, if you can, if you have the option to like remove yourself from that and try to find something that's um, just a healthier work environment, I think that's also a really, a really big step that can be really hard, obviously, but um, I think in the long run, it's probably the right thing to do if that's kind of the situation you're in. There's nothing more draining than working in a toxic work environment. Like I could say that firsthand, there's, there's nothing more draining than that. So yeah, if you can get out of something like that, it's, it's really, it would be beneficial for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also finding opportunities in your workday to incorporate more movement. So like taking a short break to walk or stretch, um, you know, during your breaks, going for a walk or something I love to tell clients is like during your lunch break, if you can eat your, eat your lunch and then go for a walk right after, not only is that really good to a step away, have a break. Cause you will be able to perform better at your job if you are giving yourself breaks, but also be, um, it helps with your digestion too. walking after you eat can be really beneficial for that. Um, we've had many, many clients get stand up desks. A lot of the times, if you ask your employer for one, they usually will say, yes, I don't think we've ever had anybody in our program whose boss has said no to that because mm-hmm. hopefully they are supportive in your health and your overall well-being. Um, so uh, getting a stand-up desk can help a lot for getting extra movement in. Like it, it really does add up when it comes to um, just being more productive and, and getting movement in throughout your workday. It's, it's something that will make a difference for sure. I know that I've 
oh, last year started to do more standing during meetings and like when I'm on calls and stuff like that. And like, I feel like I perform better on those calls too. Cause I'm like, I'm more into it and I'm more engaged when I'm standing up. So yeah, definitely. Totally. Um, yeah, really great things in terms of just finding opportunities to incorporate that movement into your work day. Yeah. I also think just in terms of like the food aspect, like bringing your food to the office, if you work in an office, instead of going out to eat, I think a lot of times, you know, in the first couple of weeks of like test, if I'm like someone's doing a first initial week of test tracking, I'll see that they're going out for lunch every single day. Um, and that's where like a majority of their calories are coming from, which I understand, like, if that's just kind of your routine, that's kind of what you do. Maybe you're going out to lunch with coworkers, but like trying to bring your, your food from home, like pretty, pretty much every office is going to have a little break room. You'll have a fridge, a microwave in there. Um, or if you are going out to eat, like planning that ahead of time, um, maybe like everyone in your office, just like whenever you get out, go out for lunch, you all, everyone gets drinks, like maybe just deciding you're not going to have a drink. So, um, just trying to, again, be prepared for your workday, um, in advance, if you're busy, like that's even more important. So maybe like you even prep your breakfast ahead of time. So you can like eat your breakfast in the car on the way there, or just wake up, you know, 30 minutes earlier. So you can make a quick breakfast, um, things like that. Again, I think in the beginning, it seems like it's harder, but then if you prepare for it, it actually gets, it's just kind of second nature and it's just part of your routine. So, and you'll um, money that way too. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we, I already kind of said this a little bit in the beginning, but just kind of creating those clear boundaries between work time and personal time. So maybe you're someone who works from home, um, which both of us do obviously. So kind of trying to say to yourself, okay, after, you know, X time in the evening, like I don't respond to messages. I don't look at emails. I don't go on, you know, I don't do anything business related, um, which can be really hard sometimes. Um, even if you don't work from home, I think a lot of times people take their work home with them um, or they feel like they have to. So again, just trying to say like, okay, once I leave the office, I am off the clock. Like I do not do anything work related. It can wait till tomorrow, um, which again, I know that for some people that is easier not- it's easier said than done, especially just depending on what, what like work you do, kind of the position you're in. Um, but also just if you are someone who maybe has like employees under you or other people that you're working with, making it clear to them, like, Hey guys, like at this point in the day, like I will not respond to work emails. Like it will wait for the next business day. So just being clear with your, with other people on your team, coworkers, whatever it is, um, kind of about protecting your personal time again, I've said this like five times, but like you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're not giving yourself that time to recoup and do the things that bring you joy, you're just going to be running on empty and you're going to be super stretched, which stressed out, which is the next one. Like stress definitely has impacts on your health and fitness journey majorly. Like, especially if you're trying to lose weight, like stress is something that can affect a lot of that. Um, so trying to manage your stress as best as you can in, even in the workplace, like like I said, taking a walk, that's like one of my favorite ways to reduce stress. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm telling you right now, like just getting out, taking a break, turning off your mind from your computer, just getting out. It can help so, so much when it comes to that. Um, also kind of like we said with like family and relationships, but get a coworker involved, find a coworker who wants to be an accountability buddy with you. And that way it's, you know, you guys can stay motivated throughout the day together, go on walks together, make better decisions when it comes to your lunch breaks and things like that. So, um, getting someone involved can also help just keep you accountable throughout your workday, which is awesome. I mean, it's great for both of you. So, yeah. And I think even if you don't have someone at work, like, you know, maybe that's just not, no one at work is, is kind of on the level in terms of like wanting to take walks during their lunch break or whatever, like having a friend who maybe isn't involved in your work at all, or a family member, whoever it is, you know, send them a picture every time you go on a walk or like, here's what I'm having for lunch today. Here's what I brought from home. Like 
you know, someone else who's also working on those same things that you can kind of have as like an accountability buddy, I think can also be really helpful. Cause you know, if you feel like you're just doing it alone, it can kind of be like, okay, well, you know, who's going to care if I go out for lunch today? Like it doesn't, you know, no one's it's like, it's just me, but it's like, you know, if you text your friend, like, oh, I really want to go out for lunch. And they're like, no, like you brought your lunch, just eat that, you know, whatever it is that can be really better. Helpful. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so lastly, you guys, we've talked about how to balance your relationships, your family, your work. This one is probably the most important, but how to balance your, you time and how to find time for yourself throughout the day, which we've talked about a little bit throughout, um, this episode, but like we said, like, it's so, so important to make sure you're, you're finding that time for yourself because, it's just as important. Like even the self-care aspect is just as important as your workout. It's just as important as your work. It's just as important as managing relationships. Um, but yeah, exercising and eating, this is something that I think is so, you know, when we think of self-care, we think of like, Oh, face mask on the couch, eating a tub of ice cream, like that's self-care. Like to me, real true self-care is living a healthy lifestyle, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, uh, working on your physical health. Like I truly believe that that is the best form of self-care um, because that's what's going to help you live a healthier life. That's what's going to help you live longer. It's going to, you know, protect you from, or at least more so protect you from diseases and, um, you know, lifestyle causes and things like that. So just know that like you making time to work out and eat and all of that, like that is self-care. Like self-care isn't necessarily like doing a face mask and eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I mean, I think self-care, like you can almost think about like, you know, if you're caring for a newborn or, or, or a child, like, you know, how are you going to treat them? How are you, they can't care for themselves. They physically yeah. cannot. So what are you going to do? Right. You're going to make sure that they get plenty of rest. You're going to make sure that they are like, you give them a bath. You're going to make sure that you're giving them healthy food. Um, you know, you're going to make sure that they get outside, they see the sunshine, like do things that make them laugh. Um, obviously like if your toddler wants a, some ice cream, you might give them some ice cream and also give them like some veggies and some fruit yeah, I love you know, that. and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, obviously being an adult, like self-care kind of becomes construed as this thing of like, Oh, I need a glass of wine or I need some ice cream. And like, you know, that might be part of your self-care routine, but also like doing things that are not necessarily as like fun sometimes is also part of self-care or doing things that you don't always want to do. Like, you know, knowing that, okay, it's, it's actually really going to help me to go on a walk right now. I feel really stressed or I know that I have a lot to do, but I know that I can take 10 minutes and just go take a walk. Um, cause it's going to make me feel better that's also really important. Like you think about kids, like they don't want to brush their teeth, but you're like, no, this is important. You have to brush your teeth. That helps you stay healthy. It's like, it's not fun. You don't necessarily want to do it, but like, it's an important part of taking care of yourself. So just kind of also treating your, like treating yourself kind of as that, as that inner child, or like, you know, just reminding yourself like self-care isn't always like fun necessarily. It's not something always that you're like, I really want to do this. Um, but ultimately it's, it's, it's taking care of yourself. So I love that you related it to like the kids thing. There was actually something I reposted on Instagram like last week and it was um, somebody had posted something saying like, if you have children, like even on the days where you do not want to get up, you do not want to take care of them. Like you do it anyways, because they're your responsibility. But why do we not think about that as ourselves? Like we're our own responsibility as well. Like, why don't we get up and take care of ourselves on the days that we don't want to? Like, it's so easy to not do that. But if we have kids, they're, they're our responsibility. We're going to do it anyways. If I'm tired, I'm still getting up. I'm still taking care of Aspen. I still have to make sure. Yeah. Like you said, she's fed, she's bathed, you know, mm -hmm. she's resting like, but it's so easy to neglect ourselves. Um, so that was something that I was like, oh, that's, you know, a really good perspective. But and the more you get into like a routine with it, I think the easier it becomes oh. like the more like 
just going for a morning walk is something I do or going to the gym is something I do. Like making food at home is just something that I do. Um, the, the easier it becomes like getting into that routine with yourself and then also scheduling in like maybe those kind of more like fun, you know, forms of self-care, maybe going out for dinner, maybe, um, like doing a face mask or like just having a really lazy night and just watching TV, like sitting on the couch. Like that's also, that's also totally fine. It's just kind of like, we've talked about this whole episode, like finding that balance, um, between kind of those activities that are going to be restorative and, you know, rejuvenating, nourishing, um, and also kind of doing those things that are forms of self-care that might not be something that you necessarily look forward to, I think is it's hard, but it's important. And like I said, the more it becomes part of your routine, the more you build that momentum with it, the more like the easier it is. Like I just do this, whether, whether or not I want to, um, every single day you should have at least, at least one thing that brings you true joy, whether that's stopping at Starbucks on your way to work and getting your favorite coffee or going for a walk with your family after work. Like you should have at least one thing planned. That's just as important as well as your work meetings, as well as your workouts, like bringing yourself true joy. And like Avery said, doing the activities that are nourishing to you. It's super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, it just, it impacts your health in a, a way that you probably could never even imagine. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's- yeah. And then also just being kind to yourself, like practicing self-compassion. Um, I was, I sent this to a message in a group chat yesterday, but you know, I think it's pretty much impossible to stop. Like everyone has some negative talk. Like it's kind of, it's, it's impossible to not have that. Um, at least for most people, like there might be those negative self self-talk that comes up or, you know, feeling bad about something or talking down to yourself. Um, but you can also practice like self-compassion, um, and positive affirmations, like speaking kind words to yourself and also then showing yourself, like, I can, I can do this. I can do the things that I commit to. I can show up for myself because the more you show yourself that the more you're going to believe it, like, Oh, I can go to the gym three times a week. I can, you know, eat at home most of the time. Like I I can drink more water. Like I can do all these things. Um, but you're not going to believe that until you actually do it. Right. Right. Well, and you know, avoiding that guilt or self-judgment, like I can't tell you how many times if I am having a bad body image day, how, you know, I just don't speak kindly to myself. And something that I've really started to do is when I find myself talking poorly about my body or about whatever it is, like I, I really try in that moment to reframe it. Like, for example, I've talked about this a lot, but something I struggled a lot with through my pregnancy was getting stretch marks. I never thought I would. And toward the end of pregnancy, they all just came on within a matter of weeks. Um, and so now being postpartum, like sometimes I will look at my stretch marks and be like, damn, like that sucks. These are going to be on my body for the rest of my life. But whenever I find myself thinking about that, I try to reframe it like, yeah, but look at my beautiful daughter. Like my body did this incredible thing. Um, and these stretch marks are a reminder of, of what it went through and how I literally created human life. Like how amazing is that? And now she's going to grow up and to be beautiful. And I would never want my daughter to look at her body and think, wow, this sucks. I hate this. This is ugly. Cause I think she's the most beautiful thing in the world. So like, that's another thing is like, if you have kids, like, would you want them to speak to themselves the way that you're speaking to yourself? Because the way you speak to yourself is just as important as the way they speak to themselves. So you can't expect them to speak kindly if you don't do that. Um, you know, if you're sitting in front of them, you're picking yourself apart. Like you can't expect them to not grow up and do that as well. And I think even just moving, moving from a place of negativity to like neutrality, because I think a lot of times people are like, you think that like self-love or whatever, like I suppose I love my body. I'm beautiful. And like, if you can get there, great. Like that's awesome. But there might be some days where you just don't feel that way. And that's okay. 
is not going to be, you know, you're not going to be like, I'm looking, I look amazing every day. Like you're probably not for most people. So if you can get to a place where like, this is what I look like today. And like this, these are some, these are awesome things that my body does for me. Or like, you know, today I'm going to just take care of my body or whatever it is. Like just instead of being, instead of being in that negative space, just moving to a place that's more neutral. Like this is what I look like today. And that's okay. Like that's Mm -hmm. like, I might not love everything about the way I look and like, that's okay. You know, just being a little bit more neutral about it um, instead of like being this harsh critic all the time, um, I think can be just a really good step in the right direction. Sure. Awesome, you guys. Well, we hope that you enjoy this episode. I know that this is something, like we said in the beginning, that is going to be obviously different for every single person when it comes to that balance. And when you're balancing these things, like it doesn't have to be, you know, 30% this, 33% this, whatever. Like there's going to be times in your life where you are more focused on work. There's going to be times in your life where you are more focused on your family. It's just seasons of life. Um, And learning how to balance those is it's it's how you're going to really create a, a sustainable health and fitness journey. Because if you're completely cutting things out, um, it's not going to be sustainable for you. And, and if you're not creating that time for your health and fitness journey, it's not going to be sustainable for you. So it really does go both ways. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Is there anything else you want to touch on Avery? I don't think so. Cool. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Yeah, see you guys next week. <laughs>